What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Fred Moore. This is the Steel Mace Nation podcast, and it's brought to you by Addex Mason Clubs. Go to AddexClub.com. Check out what they have over there. And also uh, sponsored by BulkSupplements.com. Go to BulkSupplements.com and use the discount code Steel Mace Fireman and get 10% off uh, any of the supplements that are over there. Today, my guest is Mike Rokol from Rock Solid Functional Strength, and um, you are in Michigan, right? No, we're in Wisconsin. Oh, I'm sorry, Wisconsin. I know somebody's in Michigan. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> but okay, Northeast, Wisconsin. North, yep, Northeast Wisconsin and Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Okay, yeah. And I've been following you on Instagram and uh well everything now facebook and everything uh because obviously you were swinging a mace and so i said up oh, follow him and uh in the process of following you uh you started uh making maces some really nice stuff you're thank you you, know, you have unique stuff so people should check out what you have because if if you're a mace swinger and you're interested in in uh, custom, unique items, Mike has them. And you sent me an, a, uh, a loadable. It's basically a bar, and you could put Olympic plates on it. And um, it, it's awesome, just like what you designed. It, ha it, it has a very cool feel to it and everything. And I did a video of it. You guys could see it on YouTube. Um, what was the impetus for making that loadable mace well i i saw brad hutchins uh reaching that uh, uh lofty goal of swinging 100 pounds with a club to start with and uh anybody at that time so i reached out to brad and and, and brad and i collaborated and i came up with a club design and, and did some waiting and then i thought well you know, for people, there are other people out there that do this. I just executed it a little differently. Uh, so I made that uh, mace as a result of making the club so Brad could reach that 100-pound goal, which was impressive enough in itself, right? And uh, But he, he needed to be able to load plates. And um, the downside to it, honestly, was that the plates get kind of wide and uh and so it cast around your head you have to be really careful with it two and a half pound plates work really nice but they were they just weren't but the mace is a little different story because you have more clearance on the back and you know i swing and other people swing 12 inch diameter got us so uh it's a much better application probably for the mace and the club but you know there's a few people that ordered them and and i sent them out um it's not, I don't do a lot of repeat product. Uh, everything I do essentially is custom. And uh, I've built a lot of maces. Um, and, and how I started that, Fred, is, is Brown came and, and certified Robbie and I quite a few years ago. Uh, I want to say three years. To Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and he trained us. And I looked at him, I said, you know, I think I can make these things. Well, I retired in December, so I had time on my hands. And I just started trying to be creative and make unique functional tools. That those tools don't have a lot of sharp protruding edges or anything on them like that. Because inevitably, if you do the base long enough, you're going to get a leg strike or a hamstring or a calf strike. Uh, it's just going to happen. And what I don't want is somebody getting laid wide open with some kind of a really sharp edge or something. So, yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. And uh, uh, it gives an option to people that go to a gym that have plates, you know, to be able to do that. And like I said, there's a few people that do that now, so I'm not going to take all the credit. Yeah, and that's uh, that's the point of it, though, was that you could you could just have a bar and then you go wherever a gym your friend's house who has weights in his basement whatever and you got weights and you don't have to carry around a, a ton of weight 
And if people are interested in checking out what you have, it's go to uh, your website, right? Go to yep. rock solid functional strength training. It's a lot of words to write there, but it's worth it. Or you could just go to Mike's Instagram. It's Mike underscore Ramjet. And you click on the link. The link is right there, guys. Mike uh, has a link to rock solid functional strength training. And it's that easy. Where's uh, Mike Ramjet come from? Uh, I was just a, um, uh, my daughter, uh, Rachel, and then my uh, second son, Robbie. Uh, we just, for some reason, stuck with the R's. And, and uh, we used to call my daughter, our, uh, Rachel, Rachel Rocket or Rocket Rachel, you know, and uh, I just came up with the Ramjet thing. It came out of my okay. bi bicycling days and bicycle racing days, if you will. Uh, and uh, I, I'm not really sure to be honest with you, Fred, but it's kind of stuck. So I use it. All right. It's, I like it. Ramjet. That's like a, you know, um, it, it's, it sounds tough, ma masculine, um, kind of old school, right? Ramjets are kind of like an old school thing. Um, for sure for for fighter jets um and you used to what did you do ride bmx bikes or no i did a lot of long distance and i i raced uh recumbents in some in some races uh one goes from one of the races was called the bear race i believe and it goes from one side of the lower peninsula of michigan to the other and supposed to have been about 100 miles they had to reroute it uh, and I had a pretty cool recumbent and I was, I averaged, uh, I did that in a little over four and a half hours, 107 miles on a bicycle. So wow. yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. And trust me, I was not built like a bicyclist in any way, shape or form. So it was quite an accomplishment, but uh, I, you know, I got a kind of a stubborn streak in me so i i pushed through it and uh it was quite an adventure and it, my pit crew was my family my wife and the kids <laughs> they followed you with the car yeah yeah oh, and man. If, you, uh, if you ever tried to grab a banana at 19 miles an hour that's unpeeled it does not go well well they should have peeled it for you first of all <laughs> well they did they you got peeled oh. it Okay. Yeah, that was the problem. And at 18 miles an hour to reach over and grab that banana, it was just a mush mess. And I'm looking oh, my palm, okay. you know, trying to get it out of there. It was it was quite an adventure, but uh, I was very proud. My my goal was to do it in under five hours, yeah. and I did that. So my wife and I did quite a bit of that cycling uh, for a number of years. Of tele, uh, cell phones and texting while driving, all that stuff come on. We still do bicycling. Uh, we do uh, mostly off-road mountain biking. Um, yeah. Because of the because of the danger of getting on the road, people just don't pay attention anymore. You know. Yeah, that's always why I've I've been. I mean, I started off mountain biking because I was a a teenager looking for something to do besides sit around and smoke cigarettes and drink forties on my front steps with my friends. <laughs> right. And um, we. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, like, because I went growing up, I rode BMX bikes. And um, so I was like, yeah, it's a big, big, big BMX bike. And I would I started riding, man, it's like 38 years ago or something now. And um, I wore work boots and jeans and like just a T-shirt and uh, mountain biking was starting to really start take off. And there was all these like gear heads up there with the tight clothes and everything. I was like, yeah, I'm never yeah. going to be like that. And then sure enough, I became exactly like that because it is an awesome sport. Mountain biking is the best. I did I did road ride for a little bit, but um, yeah, around here in Jersey, Jersey Shore area and everything, the traffic is horrible. And all you're doing is breathing in exhaust smoke from the yeah. cars. And we, we've got rural roads, but still the danger factor these days is just, it's, it's a very... And, you know, every year in Wisconsin or somebody gets hit uh, with a car and, and, uh, and uh, you know, it ends up being a fatal event. Uh, we just didn't want to expose ourselves. For a while, we had a tandem recumbent, uh, Michelle and I did. And, uh, man, you know, she, she's, a, she's a great engine, right? And uh, we loved doing it because we could do 50 miles in a day. And, uh, you know, that'd be a really nice workout. But the mountain bike... Uh, I like it because it's, it's some heavy duty interval training and it breaks up the monotony of doing the same thing over and over. 
And it's a great way to get out and see country, get that fresh air and uh, challenge yourself. Um, and, you know, as long as you stay within your skill set, you're not likely going to get hurt if you push right. it, you know? Right. Yeah, <laughs> so. I I had my crashes and I don't do that anymore. I just stay within my skill set. Exactly. Have you ever tried after you get back from a ride, bringing your mace with you and then doing a bunch of swings? Oh yeah. I've, I've done dual workouts like that. Uh, it, I don't do much with the legs obviously after that, because it's, yeah. you know, a mountain bike, uh, it's brutal, man. I mean, when you're sitting yeah. in that saddle and you're, you're pounding at a, uh, at a, at a low gear with a high cadence to get up that hill and your body weight. But one of the things I figured out is when you're 48 pounds less, you can go up those hills a heck of a lot better. So that was one thing that, uh, that I saw as my, my mountain biking is really, uh, performance has really increased because of my weight loss. Yeah, definitely. Um, I remember when Lance Armstrong was all the rage and they said he lost 10 pounds so he could he could you know conquer a big climb during the tour de france and he did very well with that and that's just 10 pounds imagine you you said you lost almost 50 pounds yeah yeah it was pretty incredible uh um, being able to go up hills that were always a, a tremendous challenge now those hills are you know i i can fly up some of those hills uh, what does it feel it's like crazy what does it feel like compared, you know, with the extra weight to now? How does it, like, do you feel? Yeah, so you, the grind and the time on target. So I don't have to stay, that hill climb happens in a shorter uh, period of time. So that hill climb becomes less time at a high heart rate than it did when I was uh, heavy, okay? And um, so... It makes it more enjoyable, one, uh, and it allows me to go longer distances as well. Uh, and my heart rate, probably my average is down pretty substantially on those climbs, you know, where before carrying that extra load. And anybody that uh, is really into mountain biking, you know, they'll, they'll try to shave ounces, right? The real high performance guys will shave right. ounces. And, you know, me, I just like, yeah, you know, I shaved a lot of ounces and it, <laughs> yeah. it feels good. So the bike can be a little heavier. Uh, and I've had my Jones, uh, it's a hardtail, uh, non-suspended uh, bike. And I just love that bike because I have a little more upright position and I enjoy it. Uh, kind of smell the roses, if you will. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, the power to weight ratio is the biggest change. It's just incredible. Yeah, definitely. And uh, what about with um, doing the rest of your workout and training? Uh, for anybody who has not seen what Mike does, you could, again, you could go to his Instagram. He does like everything. He's using his own custom made things. Um, there's a, another item that you made called the Saturn, I believe. It's that round thing, which yeah. is very interesting. I'm going to ask you about that in a minute. Um, yeah. but you're also using, um, the supples, uh, the, the bag, right? Um, yep. Uh, wait, Robbie and I, Robbie is, uh, really the owner of this company. Uh, we were, uh, uh, partners and then, uh, Robbie took over the majority ownership of the company and, uh, I still act as his marketing guy, if you will. Uh, he's over in Eau Claire. Uh, he's a kinesiology major. Um, and so, yeah, so it's, uh, the Suple, we are pro level play. Uh, I think there's about 12 or 14 in the United States. That's it. Right. And that was born out of Robbie's wrestling. And, uh, we started using that equipment back in 2009, 2010. And we developed a very strong relationship with the creator of that equipment, uh, Ivan Ivanov, uh, who's a medalist, world medalist uh, wrestler, and uh, and a heck of a guy, man. He's got a motor; it's just unbelievable the motor he's got. And so we we got involved with that, and that's really how this company was born. Um, because when Robbie was wrestling, that we found that equipment to be so functional and so effective. And we've got a mantra, safe, simple, and effective. That's what we want out of our training equipment. And we do 99.99% functional training. And what's really unique about that is you can bring that equipment on the mat 
and train right in the wrestling room. You don't have to leave to go to another room. And I could tell you, Fred, I lifted very heavy. I lived in Atlanta, Georgia for a while, and I was huge. I mean, I had a 450 max bench back then. Uh, and I am, in my opinion, stronger and healthier using this functional equipment than I ever was lifting. We encourage lifting. Power lifting is important. We're not discouraging that. But what I'm saying is that mobility and structured functional training, it just hits everything. It's full body, like the mace. Yeah. And did you, so since you were power lifting in your younger days, uh, is that where you gained your weight? Because you were probably doing some serious <laughs> No, I gained my weight from grandma feeding me too many donuts. That's really what it came down to. <laughs> All right. uh, All right. I know, thought I, I was come, onto something there. <laughs> yeah, no, I come from a time that, uh, you know, in the, in the 70s, that, that idea, we, we they really started processing food more in the 70s. And there's some yeah. trends out there that you can find. And those trends are disturbing with regard to the increased rates of obesity. I've because always been a heavy. Or do you want a glazed donut? And I remember her frying those things in, in lard in her kitchen. And back probably at that time, it wasn't as bad. But the influx of sugar and items like that and the undisciplined consumption of those items uh, will drive your weight up quickly. So age 40, I was diagnosed, I was 265 pounds and I was fat uh, with uh, type two diabetes. And I did the eat less, move more and uh, exercised a lot and cut back and ate mostly salads and stuff like that. And uh, that was good for a few years and then it increased uh, my, my, my blood sugars increased to the point where the doctor prescribed insulin, uh, long acting, take a shot every night, you know, and for anybody that goes through this and, and understands uh, taking a needle and sticking it in next to your belly button, it, it, it stinks, man. I mean, you know, I'm tough and grizzled, but it stinks. It's just terrible. And I went many years like that. And you get in this mindset, well, I'm taking insulin so I can eat whatever I want. That's not the case. It's not the case at all. And I'll fast forward. So I ended up taking about 26 units of insulin a night. And it would be nothing for me to sit down and polish off two bowls of Cheerios yeah. before I went to sleep. Yeah. And that's a highly processed food, uh, very high in the glycemic index and, and you know, just, just the wrong stuff. So you end up in this very vicious circle of taking more insulin be, and being less disciplined in what you eat. And we have been conditioned our entire life to, by the food industry and by big pharma. Hey, take a pill, it'll fix this, it'll fix that. Uh, eat this, it's good for you, because just look at, you know, I talked about breakfast cereals, probably one of the worst foods you can give your child, in my opinion, Now knowing what I know now, and advertisement after advertisement after advertisement. Look at the drugs that are advertised on TV uh, every single night. It's, it's incredible. So the narrative has been driven by those industries. And in September of last year, I did the um, online MACE competition. And uh, the vintage strength, yeah, 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 that's right. Vintage it was the strength. online one, yeah. And I was 223 pounds when I weighed in, and I spun a 28 uh, pound ADEX mace, uh, 198 spins in the time frame. That's so that's I had, pretty good, yeah. I had a hell of a, a lift to be honest with you. Yeah. It was it was good, not fat, but fit, but not healthy, right. So right after that, my daughter sent me a book by a fellow by the name of Dr. Jason Fung, and it's called The Obesity Code, and then he did another one called The Diabetes Code. So he's done several books. Well, I ended up reading that book, and when I picked it up, I, had a, I was like, this can't be true. So I searched out more books, and I decided that what he was saying had a lot of credence. So I started 
completely eliminated carbs from my diet. And is wait, is that what you questioned it to not be true? The elimination of carbs? Is that what you that found? and the and the impact of the intermittent fasting, uh, okay. which <laughs> was a was a greater part of of what they did. And because I was associated with wrestling, we had a, you know, I had a lot of exposure to everybody telling kids, oh, you're starving. You're, you're not going to be able to function. And, and so, yeah, wrestling, weight cutting and wrestling, one of the biggest issues And Robbie, uh, my son will tell you this, it's the dehydration. It's not the absence of food because we can go a long time without food, a long time. We cannot go without water. And, you know, so I kind of looked back and I started into that journey with the intermittent fasting. And yeah, it was tough to begin with um, because you, you have you, these cravings. Yeah, but you lose what you're saying about hydration is that when you start intermittent fasting, because you're obviously not eating carbs, um, because you're not eating anything really, or you're doing more um, high protein, the carbs, you lose the carbs and you lose the glycogen, glycogen storage and you lose the water that goes with it. That, that's true. And drinking water during a fast is not an issue. You could drink a water only fast. And that's essentially what I do and did during this time. I was very disciplined because I'm kind of a, like I said, a stubborn old guy. So I went as long as 72 hour fast when I started with this. When you started? And I'm gonna, yeah. So it, wow, was, that's it was incredible. It's crazy. There's people that can't even do an eight hour fast. They came into yeah, they they could. They could, but it's tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Processed carbs have chemicals for preservatives, and a lot of uh, if it's a bag, bag, uh, can or box, you need to look at it very closely. Uh, I hardly eat any carbs at all unless they're high fiber carbs. But yeah. I don't eat any carbs now. And when I started this journey, Robbie would co- come uh, home the way he'd do a, a fat pinch on me. It's, it's something they do to, resu- uh, to measure the percentage of body fat that you have. I was clinically obese at 223. Um, I was up 30 some percent uh, body fat. And uh, I was wearing pretty, I was wearing solid 38 waist uh, pants. Uh, I can tell you now that uh, 34s are very loose on me. Um, uh, it, the fat melted away by staying away from processed carbs after about two weeks, the craving for those carbs and sugar went completely away. So the fast began to get easier and the, and my satisfaction when I did eat, because I was eating high fat, fat for fuel, the satisfaction that I had would, would drive really high. So I didn't eat as much. And I was eating good stuff, man. I'm eating like bacon, right? What kind of <laughs> diet you can eat bacon on and lose weight. Right. And so I started to believe in this. I'm like, man, this is working. And I actually kept a chart. I couldn't get a hold of my family doctor. He was in the midst of retiring. So I kept a chart and reduced my insulin as I went. And I had a spreadsheet. I took my sample several times a day. So I understood, you know, my blood sugar when I got up in the morning is going to drive high because your body's getting you ready for the day, right? And I understood these things. And as a result of them, uh, I was able to develop an analysis of what I needed and what I didn't. So I, by November, I had dropped the 48 pounds and was completely off the insulin, didn't need it anymore. And my blood sugars were, were coming down quick. Uh, I wasn't driven. Um, Robbie came home and fat tested me. I started losing more weight, but the percentage of the fat stayed the same. So we talked about it and I decided at that point in time, I'm probably where I need to be because it was in muscle because of that fat pinch. So I stopped. And yeah, my max numbers went down, but I can tell you right now, I, I hover between 177 and 180. And uh, I spun a 65 pound mace the other day. Uh, and, uh, and I, with a 48 pound mace, I've done 50 10 and twos and probably could go as high as 70 if I really pushed myself. So that strength has all came back in my waist size. And, and what you see when you look in the mirror, is really good. So now I do essentially a 20 hour fast with the exception. I drink coffee with a little whole cream in it in the morning. So 
technically I probably break the fast, but I usually eat about noon and then I don't eat again and I'm maintaining, I have high energy, I never lost focus. My hearing is better. Uh, you know, when I first started doing it, the workouts were a little tough, you know, to get through, you, you feel a little down. But after that, that first month, that went away, subsided, and I was able to work out real hard and heavy and push it just as much as I was without any carbs. And now I do it all the time, and people that see my workouts know what I do with regard to uh, those workouts and, and their high cardio. And, and I'll mention, right, I'll be 64 in October. So, nice. you know, there's a lot of 30-year-olds, high school kids that can. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the mental toughness you develop as you age is, is a different thing. It's almost inexplicable, right? Um, and that's, so, so I share it. So, yeah, so I started dropping off all the medicines. And then I, I went to the doctor a couple of weeks ago because every six months they take blood. They do an analysis and uh, I dropped a couple more meds off. So now uh, I'm really down there, you know, and the thing I'm, the thing I'm struggling with now is statins. And I'm doing a lot of research on it, uh, but I'll just tell you, we looked at the cost of this medicine for me. And then I looked, I said, okay, a little bit of a lifestyle change and I'm not dependent on those. And, you know, uh, I'm big pharma's got its place, but I don't want to be the one supporting them especially when I don't have to. Right. And that's really what drove it. You know, the little test strips, you know, the local pharmacy here was charging like $110 for these little test strips to test your blood sugar. And you go on a, a website and you do a search and you find they're only $18. Yeah. You know, but the guy's the only game in town. Yeah. So I started to look at that and I said to Michelle, I said, I, I'm going to, we're going to change this. So my daughter sent this book. It was life. It was absolutely life changing. And um, say the book's name again, please. It's uh, it's called the Obesity Code by Doctor Jason Fung. F U N G. F U N G. G. Yep. Okay. And you recommend awesome. anybody's looking to do something similar to what you have done? That's a good place to start with that book. That book is absolutely because I'm not a doctor and what works for me may not work for you. Right. But this guy, this guy has reversed thousands of type two diabetes uh, patients. And another uh, uh, thing I follow is uh, Dr. Berg. He's more related to uh, keto diet. Yeah. And I don't even know if what I'm doing, you call a keto, you know, I eat mostly meat and, uh, and fat and chicken wings. Uh, I make relish once in a while and I do a lot of cooking and I enjoy that part uh, because I can really flavor up, uh, love peppers, you know, yeah. hot, spicy food. I'm a big fan. I have a taco. I just don't have the shell. You know, that's it. I just don't eat the shell. Well, what do you eat? And, uh, I just put it on a plate. Okay. All right. Deconstructed. That's it. I throw it together. You could, you know, you could wrap it in lettuce. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, it's a little you messy, but it's just yeah. it's, it gives you the same feeling like you're eating a holding yeah. it and eating it. Right, and pork rinds, believe it or not, are a big deal on uh, no carb crunch. Because I, I'll tell you what, I Fred, I could sit down in a Mexican restaurant and eat chips and nachos and sure. have them bring it six six times with the hot sauce and yeah. chow them things down. And maybe that's the toughest thing for me is to drive by a Mexican restaurant. No, I can't go in there and have chips and salsa, uh, yeah. but I can have the salsa. I can have the meat. I can have the onions, the tomatoes, all those things that are in it. I just can't have the chips. So a good substitute for that, frankly, are pork rinds and, and all our breading for chicken and everything we do. I, I pulverize pork rinds, put the spice in. Uh, that's our, that's my breading. And it, it's a, it's a no carb breading. Yeah. And you buy you know? pork rinds where in the supermarket? Buy them right in a supermarket in a bag. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I don't get the flavored ones. There are some specialty companies out there that make breading specifically uh, Lone Star Keto Gal on Instagram has a lot of links in her uh, page to do that. But yeah, I, I'll just tell you, this is absolutely life-changing. 
Uh, and my strength is back. I can still spin an 84 pound Bulgarian bag. You know, my mace work has been great. My club work is phenomenal. Uh, you know, I'm strong. Uh, squats, you know. Yeah. Heck, I haven't done squats for two years. Well, because I had this big gas tank I was carrying around. Right. right. It's very uncomfortable. So, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we, we wear uh, weight vests sometimes when we train, you know, and it's like a 50 pound weight vest. It's kind of like to simulate what, what we wear when we're, um, fighting fires and, um, you know, like, it's funny, like you put a weight vest on somebody who's never used one before and you're, you just have them squat with that and, and they can't breathe as well. They're struggling. And, you know, you kind of say to them like, see, this is what's happening to you right now you're overweight this is adding even more stress on you take that off now and then see how that feels and then they start kind of connecting the dots like okay if i if i could lose 10 pounds just squatting down will feel better yeah robbie's working with uh uh some folks now and uh and uh man he's the young man is overweight and and he uh you know, and he subscribes to one of the things Jason Fung says in the book, and I said it, res- it resonated with me. The move more, eat less. The reason it doesn't work is because you are feeding your body something. So your body says, oh, okay, well, I'm still getting some nutrients. I'm going to slow down yeah. everything. And that's why you feel bad. When anything, you don't get those feelings. You don't that slow down because your body's telling you because of who knows how many hundreds of thousands of years of development is saying i gotta go hunt and find something i gotta go find something to you know uh, get my nutrition and i'm gonna give you all the energy you need to go get that mastodon you know and then carry him up the mountain and so you don't have that loss of energy and the other thing he says is you've never seen a reunion show of the biggest loser Right. Because they all put and the weight back reason, on. There's a reason, right? Yeah. They all put the weight back on. Right. And what was interesting, the first diagnosis of diabetes, I, I did drop. I dropped to about 190 pounds. And over a course of 20 years, uh, I put it all back on, you know, not, not quite all of it, but because I was a workout machine, so that metabolism was increased. But, you know, I, I but it would have continued. Had I continued on that vicious circle of insulin, and no intermittent fasting, no dieting. He doesn't describing that process like you said. Your glycogen, because you're not taking a lot of, uh, especially with insulin resistance, with addicts are that that puts them in that category, right? Your glycogen stores are gone, so you start your body starts to convert fat, and you have your ketones, uh, which is great brain food, by the way. And so he describes it as a sink. When you fill your liver, which is the sink, and you only have a half inch drain on the bottom, and you keep filling your liver, your sink, it overflows. Intermittent fasting takes that drain and opens it up to a two inch drain. So now you give your liver time to empty. You give it time to clean out. And, uh, you know, I wasn't quite sure how that was going to go, but I couldn't believe the results. I, and my wife, by the way, who's just a tiny thing, uh, to support me, did the same thing. And she does continue to do it. She lost the same percentage of weight that I did. Now, when I say she's a spread kill me for this, she weighed about 118 pounds. She weighs 97 pounds right now. Wow. Yeah, and she's, man, she's, whoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know <laughs> right right so but you did it together and, and when we sat down and figured out that percentage was the same it was like wow right you know so and uh and she feels great you know so i worry less about the scale now uh because i've got the process down so i do between i won't do anything less than a 16 hour fast part of that fast you're sleeping yes you know right. and, and and that's so go ahead. go ahead 
So if you don't eat breakfast and this baloney that you have to eat breakfast is ridiculous, by noon, you're into a 16 hour. You could do a 16, eight fast. It's not that difficult, but it takes about 14 days of not eating sugar and uh, high fructose corn syrup, which a good doctor will tell you, that's one of the reasons that this country is so obese is the amount of high fructose corn syrup in food and the preservatives and the chemicals in those preservatives additionally drive your hunger, your appetite. Why? You eat more, you buy more, right? Where if I eat, I sit down and eat uh, eight, nine, 10, even a dozen bone-in chicken wings, I'm satisfied, I'm full. I hit that steady that I never had before. That was one of the most profound things that I have found is that steady. And everybody says, oh, you work out so much. The workouts, yes, because they drive my metabolism up so I maintain. But the workouts are more about me at my age, moving and also giving back to these kids that I train and that Robbie trained, you know, and a few adults. You know, um, our clientele are mostly uh, wrestlers, mostly kids, uh, several of which, by the way, will be at our certification in July, uh, which is exciting, too. So, yeah, so that's how we got there. Now, do you have any of your kids using this type of eating or they, kids tend to just eat whatever carbs, whatever, because they burn it off? Well, we talk about junk food um, and they don't all burn it off. Uh, look at the obesity rate with children these it's days. It's, it's horrific. Yeah. It's, a lot of kids using insulin now. Yeah. Because of the insulin resistance that was created because of the high levels of sugar that their body can't process, right? The sink, the sink is overflowing, if you will. And uh, you know, we, we uh, just, just soda products alone. I mean, it's in these, and it's crazy. I had a, I'll, I'll share the story with us. I had a wrestler and I was training him and it was before the state series. And I noticed he wasn't, uh, you know, really getting after like he had been all year. And uh, I talked to his uh, dad and I said, you know, what's he eating? You know, what's going on? You know, cause he seems a little, you know, are we overtraining him? What's the story? Well, come to find out he was drinking a product that is branded for sports people. And when I looked at the list of ingredients, there was more sugar in that drink. And he was hammering down four to five a day than there was in an entire chocolate cake. Oh my God. And I, so I'm like, man, you got to get off of that stuff. You know, don't believe because it's this brand. And so we educate our athletes on that. Uh, we don't have control of what they do when they go home. So it's difficult at times. Um, and it, it, he, when he got off of that, my kid went and took fifth at state wrestling that year. And he was a completely different kid. You know, now, now were you able to see a change since you were coaching him? Were you able to see that change occur when he's, when he stopped drinking, you know, when, when his performance got better? Yeah, when we put him on water and we got it, he his his endurance elevated endurance. three times over. Yeah, his endurance because he's his energy. Yeah, his energy was sky high after yeah, that. Yeah, because Once I got him off. Was of just that. giving him short term energy and probably a lot of inflammation. A lot of inflammation because he he had a hard time doing the same weight bags that he was doing prior to that. And, you know, I just recognized it right away. I'm like, man, this ain't the same kid I trained, right. you know, a week and a half ago. What's going on here? And, and, you know, it could be a variety of things, but overtraining will do that to you, too, if you don't rest enough. And uh, anxiety. Come to find out, he was eating like four chocolate cakes a day, basically, is what it came down to. That's you know? like, that's beyond yeah. insane. That's crazy. You know, this is a, a good point here to kind of pause and realize. As a parent myself, um, it's difficult for parents. Well, I don't want to speak for all parents, but it's difficult for me and my wife when we try to give our daughter advice and try to help her eat better. 
it really it's tough, it, you know, because we're the parents. We're always telling her what to do. And um, when it comes to like uh, exercise, everything, I, I just tell my daughter, we're taking you to to a coach, you know, so she does dance. She does swimming. You know, she learns from a coach. And um, I would think if the parents are, you know, the, the kids are drinking the, the sodas, whatever, the parents may not. They'll see a change in their child, but they're not going to think of it on terms of dietary or exercise wise because they're not uh, a coach. You know, maybe they do computer stuff for a living. That's not where their brain is at. Their perspective is different. You're a coach. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to eyeball somebody. You're going to line them up and say, all right, what are they eating? How are they resting? What's their exercise? What's their recovery? Are they drinking enough water? These are all right. things that a lot of parents miss. And I just wanted to point this out that, you know, if you want Agreed. this, this society we live in now is sick, like literally from the way we eat and, and all the, like you said, the pharma and um, we need to combat it. We need our children going the other direction. We don't need to be putting our kids on insulin before they're 11. Oh, yeah. Man, oh man, I'll tell you, Fred, the greatest day in my life, 64 years is the day I didn't have to stick those needles in my belly anymore. And here's the sad part. I was in control of that the, my entire life. I was the one that was supposed to be in control. And I didn't take control until I retired and started thinking about this. And then this COVID stuff hit and I'm like, man, oh man, you know, uh, I'm going to be healthy and do the things you need to do and then my daughter sent that book and it, it was life changing. I, I, you know, I, I couldn't, I can't thank her enough. Um, and uh, by the way, she's the one that does our website. So she does a heck of a good job on that. So I want to hit on that point that you talked about the coach. So one of the things that in our room that we do is we, we build kids up and we create an environment where these kids, we introduce them to adversity, doses of adversity you know, it's physical and mental because uh, Bulgarian bag match, for example, it is tough. The toughest thing I have ever done in my life is when I did that during my training to be able to do this. And the reason that Ivan pushes that, that his coaches do that and go through it. So you understand what your athletes are going through. So we, we introduce them to that adversity, right? So we see subtle changes in there, and I'm not talking about sitting there screaming. I'm talking about they got to do a 12-minute Bulgarian bag match where where they are in they get into lactic threshold. And I tell them, I go, you know, if that bag flies out of your hands, Robbie and I are in agreement on this. That's failure. We're okay with failure. We're trying to make you fail because it's the only way you're going to get better. Right. And but if you set that bag down and quit, that's unacceptable. And so what we have found is in our training, this functional training that we're doing, these kids that go into a room that just get pounded on by a really good, talented wrestler, if he can go into that Bulgarian bag match and toast that really good wrestler because he's got the drive and the mental toughness to do it, his confidence soars through the roof. And all of a sudden, now he starts competing with that other wrestler. So, you know, part of this is building that and understanding your clients and where they want to be. Uh, I'm fortunate. I have all excellent young clients that have very lofty goals. Um, you know, some of them even looking at the world stage eventually. And, 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 and you know, uh, I got a young gal that I work with. She's been nationally ranked in women's wrestling. And, uh, but she's one that she did that big protocol and, and to give you an idea what that is, it's three exercises in a three-minute period. You go, you go through those three times. So 10 spins each way. You go through that three times. 10 swing squats. You go through it three times. 10 uh, 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 upright rows. That's period one. Now, if you beat that three minutes, you get that added on to the one-minute rest you have. By the second period, we have to count for that athlete because they're in lactic threshold. And again, I have done this, so understand it. That girl weighs 116 pounds, and she did it with a 26-pound Bulgarian bag. And I've got to post it on my Instagram if you want to see 
the effort that she put in because at the end of it, she just falls right down. She's like, oh my God. But she gets up with a tremendous amount of confidence. So yeah, coaches with kids, it's hard to be the parent and it's hard to push, push, push. And my son has taught me so much in that over years of wrestling. You know, dad, let the, let these guys do their thing, you know? And so I do it. So now I look up to him because he's 20 times better than I am in all these moves, all these workouts. I get to learn from him, which is, is just a tremendous amount of pride. Uh, and so I consult with him on a regular basis, you know, if I run into something. And, and we talked about this one young guy that was drinking, <laughs> you know, the drinks with the sugar. But again, truth in advertising, right? Those poor kids that get, um, they see something and it says a certain brand name. They're like, oh, that's got to be healthy. And a parent thought the same thing. Right. You know? So, yeah, that's where the parent comes in as they do a little research and read the labels. Reading the labels is really important. So, yeah. yeah, read the labels. And if in doubt, don't even bother with it. Just there's nothing better than water, apples, meat, you know, that kind of stuff. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong with real food, the real right. thing, you know. So yeah. that's great. Mike, this is a, this is really great. I could talk to you all day. You're very knowledgeable. By the way, how old is your son now that you're speaking of? Uh, let's see. Graduated in 95. So we're born in uh, yeah, 95. So he's uh, 20, 26, I think. He's 26 yeah. and he's, and yeah. he's, uh, he's coaching. He, he's, he's running rock solid over there. And in yeah. addition to that, there's a, uh, a wrestling club called Crash Trained. And Robbie sent because he, he wrestled at UWO Claire for four years and he has been coaching with Jordan that entire time. Uh, and he's been out of college a couple of years now, three years now. And so he also coaches wrestling with Jordan in addition to the strength and uh, conditioning. And we got a we got a really nice facility that um, Crash Train built a new building. And their old facility was available. So we share that actually with a, a high school wrestling team. Uh, they use it three months out of the year. Uh, and we share it with them during those time by coordinating. But we've got a uh, two and a half, almost three full mats in that room. And uh, huge amounts of equipment uh, in Eau Claire. And that's what he does. He does mostly one-on-one person. Uh, with all ages. I mean, he's got some uh, uh, moms of some of the wrestlers that he trains are coming in. They get them up at four o'clock in the morning so he can go and, and then they go to work and, and they, they uh, really good feedback from them. So, yeah. And then, then we take the equipment and we will go to different schools and we will do suplex training in those schools. And we also consult with them if they want to add that equipment to their uh, strength and conditioning program we give them the suggestions, they buy the equipment, then we go in and make sure that they're trained on how to effectively use it so it doesn't sit in a corner and, and uh, collect okay. dust like a lot of stuff in schools do. You know, somebody buys it. Uh, I know one school has paid $5,000 for a Vertimax or something like that. It sits in the corner, it's got dust on it. You know, it's crazy. We don't want that with this equipment. We want to make sure we stay on top of you and we share a lot of our knowledge and, uh, and we do a lot of... Uh, one-on-one -on -one contact and we'll go in and run some group practices so they understand you know and we make the coaches do this with them because the kids see them doing it they've got more respect for them you know so yeah right yeah that's that's great stuff and i'm going to make sure uh everybody listening or watching you, you guys go to the show notes so you could find all the contact info that's necessary to get in touch with uh mike or his son robbie and um mike thanks for coming on the podcast maybe uh next time you could send robbie over and we i can interview him and um stay in touch my friend and keep swinging and keep crushing life thanks fred i really appreciate it uh been an honor to, to be on this with you and uh, i thoroughly enjoyed it uh uh, and uh, hopefully we do it again one day. And uh, I just want to mention before we go off, if it's okay with you, July 31st, um, uh, Rick Brown will be in Eau Claire and we are doing a uh, steel mace certification. And we've got quite a few people 
uh, signed up and as a door prize for those that participate. And we've got all ages. We've got uh, 12 year old kids all the way through to people my age. So it's gonna be a, a, a fantastic group of people that wanna learn to steal mace. And we still have openings for that. Uh, and they can contact me by DM and me or get a hold of Rick if they want to. But it's 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 absolutely going to be a lot of fun and epic. And Bill and Steph Sorensen are coming over uh, because it's in Eau Claire. It's pretty close to them. Wow. So they're going to come over. And I'm giving away a mace and a steel club, custom mace, a steel club. And they're bringing a god at a giveaway. And then we'll have other equipment there if they're interested. Uh, but it is going to be uh, just an awesome event. Uh, and anybody that's interested, get a hold of We got people flying in. Yeah. From the other side of the United States to come to this thing. So we are really excited. Yeah. People fly in from all around the world to see Rick Brown or they fly him out to whatever country needs him. It seems, yeah. it seems, you know, he is, um, he's that go-to guy. He, I mean, he really knows his stuff, but he's just a great guy, right? He's personable and everything. He's a good coach. Yeah. So, I mean, how yeah, lucky we're are you? Yeah, we're, we're, Talking about this, of course, couldn't do it last year. That we've been talking about since he came out the first time. So, getting them out here and getting people, and people are excited. That's what's really cool. So, we got a huge facility. So, we got room for more people. All they got to do is DM me, and uh, we 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 can invoice through PayPal, so they don't have to, you know, bring cash with them or do any of that stuff. And we will have so many different kinds of maces there. You know, the ADEX, of course. Uh, phenomenal tool and then some custom ones for me and acme and uh ryan pitts uh so we're wow. this is going to be just phenomenal rick is going to teach how to use all these goddas and these mesas and everything about them so you know we're excited and even my wife is taking this she uh and i'm just going to help coach and do video and do stuff like that um yeah. and robbie's going to be uh, rick's assistant and uh steph and bill will probably step we got a lot of knowledgeable people going to be there. Right. And uh, it's going to be epic, man. We're fired up about it for sure. Yeah. If for anybody listening or watching, um, you know, I've been to some events in, in my short time here doing May stuff, and they are all fantastic. Any kind of event that you could go to, Mace people just click right together. I don't care. Politics, religion, nothing matters. It's it's just like the greatest icebreaker ever, and everybody just feels like they're automatic friends. Now imagine being at an event like this, where you got guys like Mike, you got Rick Brown, and the Sorisons. I mean, that's like a serious who's who of Mace going on there. Um, that's probably about as much talent as you want in one room. Otherwise, it would be like a big nuclear explosion. Oh, you're <laughs> you're too kind, man. But, uh, part of that too. At the end of this uh, um, uh, certification, Robbie and I are going to go over some workouts with our Saturn Bell trainer, and we are going to have some of that product there, so we can just kind of show people, you know. And I'll describe the trainer like this: it's part Bulgarian Bay, it's part kettlebell, it's part balance board. It's a great functional tool that has all rounded edges, so it, uh, it's got flexibility. Safe, simple, and effective. I mean, that's, that's our deal. That's our mantra. And uh, we think this thing's going to go somewhere because of its versatility. And it's not an end-all, be-all. We don't believe that in any training tool. Right. We think you should have them all, man. All of them, including yeah. the mountain bike, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, yeah. the, the Saturn Bell, how, wait, how much does it weigh? Well, it's uh, 12 inches, about 18, uh, between 16 and 18 pounds. I, I can't remember exactly. And it's loadable. And then we're making a version that you can put uh, Olympic plates in it as well. Oh, no So kidding. you can, yeah, you can get it up. Like I've got one that's got four 10-pound plates in right now, 61 pounds, the 12-inch. Wow, It'll take 10-pound plates. That's a lot of weight for it's, that. It's way more than most people can do. I struggle with it at times because of the movements that we do. Yeah. But the more interesting one is the one that we Because that shifting load adds a very interesting dynamic. Wait, you, you broke product. up. You broke up. What What is it? It's a loadable one? 
Yeah, the loadable one, you could put sand in it or steel BBs. Yeah. And you could get that thing close to 70 pounds if you want. But, you know, we load them about halfway up. And, and the shifting load is a dynamic that's very interesting Yeah, uh, in working with this. And it adds uh, just a little bit different. So you could do the plate one and do a workout and then turn around with the one, the loadable one with the shifting load. And you'll go like, wow, what just happened? Yeah. You know, it's the same tool. Um, you know, our hands naturally go in a circle, right? Like this. And so that was one of the premises behind Robbie and I developing this. And a lot of the same movements that we do with the Bulgarian bag, we'll give that credit. We can do with this. They're the same, but they're different. And that's why I say it's a great addition uh, for functional training that you can do. And um, once you get it loaded, most people aren't going to change it. We've shipped a couple right. out. Uh, the eight inch one, you could get up to about 20 pounds, uh, but we don't even know if we're going to keep the eight inch. We may uh, eliminate that and go with just the 12 because the 12 empty, you know, I have Michelle's worked with that, you know, and she's, she's under a hundred pounds and she's able to do that em with that thing empty. Quarter, yeah. So he's if, doing a really good job. If I was going to buy one, this is what I would do. This is my opinion. I would get the loadable one train with the loadable one with no shot in it no bbs at all for like maybe like three weeks a month whatever it took you know depending on how much i train with it and once i got really proficient with it and it just felt good i'd start adding you know a little bit at a time i would just maybe add like a pound or two pounds worth and just keep filling it up but i wouldn't fill it up to the top either i would i would want that slosh effect that's how that's a that's a that thing is really a beast to do some of the exercises and i've got tons of exercise and we haven't even scratched the surface okay so we know it so if know. somebody buys one of these how do they know how do they know how to use it Instagram, uh, and we're going to do a YouTube channel. We just haven't set it up yet because Robbie and I are still uh, trying to present that uh, workout. But I've got loads of uh, video on Facebook and rocks out at RSFS uh, TLLC uh, Facebook page. And then of course the Instagram, everything that's on Instagram goes on the Facebook page. So you can just look at Mike underscore Ramjet. And I've got, uh, you know, I've got kids, uh, uh, I got a train session today. That kid will be working with that Saturn bell trainer. You and know, by any chance, are you hashtagging your videos on Instagram for that? With yeah, Saturn, 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 Saturn bell, bell? Yep. Saturn bell trainer. Okay, so there you go. So if you buy one of those, do the hashtag Saturn Bell Trainer, and then there's going to be all, probably just you because I don't think anybody else is going to use that hashtag, but that's that's awesome. Um, yeah. And they could go get that on your website, and they could order it, right? Yeah, they just need to DM me. Uh, we haven't put the e-store uh, up yet because I'm, uh, you know, I've built a few, and I'm, I'm kind of – I got some for sale right now, some 12 inch, uh, no eight inch, those sold out already. And then uh, I had to get a couple of Robbie Sam because he does group training. So he needed a few more to work with the, with the kids in the group training. Yeah. And so I got some 12 and then I'm going to pick up uh, more tomorrow. And the paint um, that we're using on these, on this next batch is antimicrobial. Besides. Really? Yes. Wow. Uh, That's so, like, that's a real thing. You can have antimicrobial. Like yeah, I see that yeah, they, they do that with like clothing and stuff. And like, it's like men's underwear. That's my micro micro microbial. And I'm like, come on, there's no way that works. medical medical equipment and food industry. Okay. You know, so this, this particular powder coder does some work with some companies that are in that. Yeah. He says, well, I know this is exercise. What do you think about micro, you know, antimicrobial? I said, okay. Yeah, I said that'd be great. That gives sure. people a little confidence if they do have issues or feel uncomfortable, and and then obviously you know if they're if they're sharing the equipment with somebody, uh, I'm not making any medical claims with it, but right. it, it's got a nice sound to it anyway. It, so. It's probably something where the paint doesn't allow bacteria and stuff to to exist on it readily. Yeah, it's, that's it. That's that's a good analogy. Like yep. it's not very porous or something like that. It doesn't have yeah. like anywhere where it can hide deep in the. Yeah, it's, it's porous, but I think it's got, um, it's got the right kind of additive in it that, yeah. that kills that. 
right. you know, the microbials uh, and doesn't allow them to, to stay. But again, I'm not going to make any claims other than he's telling me it's used in medical equipment and, and so forth. And I figure, okay, if it's used in medical equipment, because he did a really nice job of texture on these things. So, you know, if you're working out and your hands start to get a little slippery, you can hang on to this, uh, this element and, uh, and do some work. And I'll tell you, if you look at some of the videos, you cannot believe some of the work and some of the things that we put up, you know, everything from get-ups to uh, plate rotations, yeah. you know, uh, push-up variations. Yeah. Seven different push-up variations you can do on this thing. Yeah. I mean, that, how good, that right there alone, push-ups are a phenomenal exercise. And here's a way you could just change it up a little bit and take your push-ups to the next level. Yeah, and then the, the other part of that is uh, balance. So we found out with the wrestlers, and I started out with this, and I mean, I had a heck of a time keeping balance on this thing. Well, over time, continuing to do it, that connection was made, mind and muscle, and now I can do it and do squats, and then I'll add two clubs into the kids' hands, and you know, all of a sudden they're struggling, and they're like this, and pretty soon do it enough, now their coordination and balance has increased tremendously. It's a, it's an awesome tool. I mean, to the point where I'm able to get one foot in this. And remember, this is a hemisphere. So it's got a small contact patch on the bottom. Right. And, uh, but it adds that element. And uh, my wife said it's made a huge difference for her with regard to her balance. And of course, again, I don't want to act really old, but it's a good thing for people like us to have good balance, right? Good right. balance and grip strength. Yes. Uh, grip strength is important for elderly people, especially if they go to fall, they got to be able to grab what they, what they're going to, what's going to save them. And they need to be able to hold on to it. Yes. Uh, you know, open a jar of uh, pickles or whatever, <laughs> you know, all that stuff's important. And yeah. grip, the things we do with all of our functional training. So pickles yeah. are very important, Mike. Very. Important. Yeah. They're awesome. <laughs> you just got me hungry now. And I know there's pickles in my refrigerator. Perfect. <laughs> so that that Saturn Bell trainer, yeah, you know, you got me thinking now. I, I picked up a loadable mace a long time ago from um, Become Stronger. Yeah, I ordered a box of. I had to order like way more shot than I actually needed, and I have a bag of it out in the garage going to waste. So expect a DM from me today for one of those Saturn bell trainers. I'm grabbing one. Well, I'll, I'll fix you up. I'll put your, I'll put your name on one right now, Fred. All right, let's and, do it. Uh, I'm, I'm it, motivated uh, to, to jump on it. Yeah, I think you, I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, and uh, uh, I'll throw in a accessory rope. And uh, because the other thing is, is you could do a lot of with resistance bands, you can do a lot of torque exercises with this. Because so you, you can, can hold it at your waist and do that torque. You know, yeah, both you, ways. It's got handles that you could wrap. Yeah, yeah. Earth hitch the bands, know. right? Yeah. So I got a, um, so I've got a, a, we make a little attachment that goes on. It's got two steel rings on it that's sewed together. Yeah. Because you could take that Saturn Bell trainer, loop that variations of pull-ups with it too. Um, so just to give you some idea, some of the versatility of that, that training tool. And so I'll, I'll, I'll throw a, a rope in because I, I actually spin that thing like a uh, Bulgarian bag to be quite honest with you. Okay. And it's a little different than the mace, uh, but it works out. It's really cool. Especially, you know, and you start out nice and light, like you said, and you'll get used to the, uh, um, the movement and you'll improve as you go and then add a little bit of weight. Uh, yeah. So we, yeah, we bought a bunch of those steel BBs. I've probably bought over 200 pounds of them. <laughs> Cause a lot of my maces are loadable, like, uh, you know, become stronger and he makes some great stuff and man, people need to support him. That's a, that guy's a veteran and, uh, so a veteran and, uh, it's, it's, it's cool. He makes he's, good. He's, product. A, he's like a veteran that lives in your town that runs a shop. No, 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 no. This is, uh, I'm talking about, uh, become stronger. Your mace. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Loadable mace. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm, I'm, I'm giving was, a dude a plug cause I like his stuff and I'm a, I'm a big supporter of veterans. Uh, Yep. You know, um, even a spice I buy <laughs> for my food. He's also very, very into um, his military stuff. Like he lives it and breathes it. And he 
is a busy guy with his family and um, he's, he maintains a, at a high level. He's very inspirational. Um, yeah. Really Agreed. cool guy. He's been on the podcast. It was a long time ago. I got to get him back on. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, that's become stronger. If anybody's interested, just go to Instagram and look him up over there. Uh, Mike. Uh, awesome podcast, man. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. And, and definitely I want to have you come back on again. And um, yeah, we'll just, uh, we'll just take care of our little transaction here for that Saturn bell trainer. And, and um uh, I'll be in touch with you regularly, probably. So for some oh, training cool, advice. Fred. I really, hey, I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Uh, have a great 4th of July holiday. Yeah, and, you too. Uh, enjoy it, brother. All, All right. right. Well, thank you. Take care. Enjoy your day. Bye. Too. Bye.